Hey guys, this is Dan the GM welcoming you to What the Dice, episode 29, and it is just fine. Have you joined our Discord or followed us on Facebook? Why don't you? It's uh, easy to find us on Facebook. It's just What the Dice at Facebook. Well, enough from me. Just sit back, recline, because it's episode 29. Standing on the beach, we watch the small waves roll in. Our eyes look out at the vast blue that is the ocean before us. Thin, narrow clouds speckle the sky, breaking up the monotony of all blue. Beside us, the storyteller. Flipping through his pages, he slowly closes the book. Well, me friends, it seems as if the adventurers have had a chance to meet the fury that is the ocean. But something is awry, wouldn't you say? A strange hand reaching up from the depths, dragging their boat into the briny deep. Well, me friends, I have seen many a things, but that... That right there is not of this realm. Something is playing with them. Something is toying with them. Well, me friends, stand, enjoy the sea air, and listen to me tale. So where we left off was you guys have woken up on this strange shore on this island that you are on. The ship you were on has disappeared after you saw a strange hand reach out from the water and pull the boat under. Coming to, you can smell the scent of roses in the air mixing with the sea air. You don't feel any physical presence around you. The water is calm and striking the ground behind you. What would you like to do? Uh, search the immediate area for any signs of um, other people uh, just like around us. That way we can still stay within uh, eyeshot and earshot. Yeah, pretty much getting up and looking around to see who in the world is next to me. So, you see Hugin, Rune, Defibulus, and Clyde. There is no boat debris as um, you don't see that the boat itself had sank. It seems to have just been you that have been t transported to this strange island. That's strange. So, did someone put us here? I mean, I don't swim very well, so I can't imagine I swam all the way from the boat to the shore. And somehow my armor is with me, I'm <sighs> guessing. So that, you know, would have probably made me drown. Yeah, you'd probably sink like an anvil. I Yeah, I can't imagine you being very uh, buoyant in your armor and your shield. But what I'm not seeing is boat fragments. Normally, if you drag a boat down, it either goes down in one piece and everyone dies, or it's ripped to shreds because of the water. 
Yeah, there definitely should have been with all that cargo aboard, you know, boxes, crates, people, nets. People. More, who said that? Rune. Oh. Hi, Rune. Can I get a perception check from everybody? 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 I don't know. I don't know. Can you? 11. 23. 13. So, Defibulous and Rune, who rolled a nat 20, in the distance, reaching out into the sky, you see two large pillars. Uh, temples, um, towers off in the distance. They are solid black, and they seem to reach out, giving travelers something to see. There's a glint of light coming from it as if it was a lighthouse, but it seems to not move. It just seems to pulse. Mm, hey, guys. Yes, sir. Uh, there's that off in the distance. Kalila's going to look up to see what the hell he's pointing at, because pretty sure I didn't see that, and kind of look at that curiously going, what is that? What kind of color or pulsing is it? Looks like a broken lighthouse, if you ask me, but... Did most lighthouses light that kind of spins in a circle? Well, also, most lighthouses are on the, the shore, not in the middle of... Or, well, maybe this is close to the shore, I don't know. Well, I mean, if it's at a higher elevation uh, up there, it could be seen even just as easily if it, it was on the shore. But shouldn't a lighthouse be on coast, where rocks are? That's what I just said. Uh. Uh, normally, yes, but sometimes people like putting them up on high stuff because they're stupid. I mean, depending on how big the island is, maybe there's rocks on the other side. There could be, I guess. We go investigate then. Definitely getting a higher vantage point would be smart. I feel like that's our point of origin, so we can see that from anywhere, so we should check out the immediate area first, rather than going directly straight towards... You want to explore the coast. Yeah. It might be good. We might find other people. Maybe they washed up on a different side of the island. Oh, one second, guys. I want to make sure my powder's dry. Defibulous. Give me a perception check. 26. As you check your powder, you're starting to notice that besides your clothing being wet, your outer clothing... When you open up the bag, it is bone dry. When you think about it for a moment, even your, lack of a better term, your socks are dry. Normally, if you've been in the water for so long, you'd have that squishy feeling in your boots. You do not have a squishy feeling in your boots. Tephibius is going to kind of look very oddly at the at himself and at the situation. Hey, guys. Hmm. Yes, sir. I just noticed something very odd. Kind of peculiar. What? If we were thrown in the water, my backpack would be full of water. My powder would be, you know, ruined. But my powder is dry. My backpack's internal compartments are dry. And my socks aren't squishy. That is a good observation. Yeah, Claude's just going to kind of blink and think about that for a minute with this, like, yeah, that's an odd, that weight kind of look on her face. 
And then stop and see what's weird on her, considering she's a cat. Is her fur wet, or is it oddly dry? So, the outer layer of your fur is wet. But if you dig your finger in, it seems to be only as if it was lightly misted. As if you would, like, you know, just out in a mist storm. The water didn't penetrate deep into your fur. I have the same weirdness going on with me, too. I'm super happy my socks aren't wet. That is a miserable walk when your socks are wet. Especially in pleats. She's just going to laugh and understand it because she's worn shoes before but normally doesn't. So it's like that whole wet paw thing. And the good news is with my powder dry, I can shoot everything again. Well, at least we'll be able to find you if you need to alert us. Yeah, I didn't pack any uh, tinker, tinker alarms or anything like that. My bad. Hmm. A what? Who? Tinker alarms? What? Yeah, you know, little little mechanical thing that makes a lot of racket. Alarm lets people know there's something going on. Okay. That's the thing. To make them when I was a kid. Lila will just nod as she continues to explore the beach in some direction. Alright, so how are you guys going to go about doing your beach combing? Is there any sticks or anything around right here? Uh, let me roll to see what you find. There is nothing besides, you know, your standard seashells and the miscellaneous crab that runs off to the water as you approach it. Crab! It's feeling kind of crabby. Okay, so there's no sticks, there's no branches, there's no, like, trees right here. There's Is there any, like, stones, like, of size? You do see out just past the water a little bit a large stone, probably something jugging out from an underwater stone that looks like it is dried coral or dead coral that is, you know, about... Four or five meters out in the water. Okay. Um, I'm going to state to everybody, I feel like we should have some sort of marker so we know our beginning point. Well, we could take it. There is a stone right over there, but it's four or five meters out, and I'm not sure how deep it'll get, and it'll be a lot harder for me to get it. We could stick a torch standing up, light a torch, stick it in the sand, when, uh, or jam it in some rocks or something so, as a marker. Yeah, my worry is about we don't know what high or low tide is, is and the current or whatever, or of the tide, I, and it's just a piece of wood, so I'm not sure, so rocks might be better. Can Kalila give a good estimate with, like, I don't know, knowledge, nature, or survival? to figure out if it's during high or low tide right now. You would want to do knowledge nature. 15. Studying the water and seeing where, you know, dried kelp is, it seems that you guys are at high tide. Kalila go, it's high tide now. Okay. Then, I mean, putting something um, a little up where we are should be a good marker. 
Is anybody uh, proficient in making sandcastles? Kalila will smirk and collect a couple of handful of rocks, stick a torch in the sand. But she's going to, once it's lit, draw a circle around it and like dust the sand with her tail to get all of the like footprints away from it. So if anybody enters the, the circle for the torch, they will know that there was somebody here. Good idea. And it's a pretty wide circle. So, pre pretty big size. Like, probably like, I don't know. Let's say 10 foot from like outer line. What What is that? Radius? Radius. 10 foot radius. Uh, Alright, so you now have this torch in place. Let me give you a marker for that. Ew. And Kalila will look at Clyde and Defibulous and Rune and go, divide into teams. It's kind of left or right, unless you want me to go exploring up the cliff a little bit. Uh, I mean, honestly, I'm never really a fan of splitting the party. Because we never know exactly what we will encounter. So you want to travel together, then? I would say yes, because we already have a counter, or uh, not a counter, a starting point that it might be best if we just go from here. Left or right? Bruin raises his hand and says, left. Perfect. I will look around to see if there's any ob objections. If not, then head left. As you travel, Rune's playing a small tune on his guitar. Still being still looking around, it's more of a cautious, using it as ways to hear things around him. As you guys follow the coastline, it seems as if no one has ever been on this island. The beach is perfectly calm. You do see creatures on and off of it. The random octopuses from small shallow waters diving into deep, crabs moving across the sand, the grass growing wild. Following the coastline, you hit the dead end. Looking out, all you see is a vast expanse of ocean. A sheer stone wall naturally forming stops you from looking up past it. The air in this area is calm and the sea is also calm. It almost feels as if you are out in the middle of a great expanse of blue. Dark blue as for the ground, light blue for the sky. This is some beautiful scenery. Quite, and I can't tell that there's anything even living here other than just some natural insects and crabs. And an octopus. Well, you do have the strange scent of roses that still permeate the air. Although there is a very strong scent of rose, so it's either naturally forming or somebody planted it. Maybe the octopuses ate everyone. That is possible. Well, <laughs> as much as I would uh, enjoy keeping the scenery, I think we should turn the other direction and see if there's any... Um, other pathways because if the only pathway up 
is that we find um, makes a defense position um, quite easily if we would need to bottleneck anything. Alright, are you looking to start trouble again? Uh, I am not looking to start it. I try and be friends with everything first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, friends just like the, the uh, maid, huh? <laughs> What's wrong with being friends with the maid? I was thinking more of the uh, the creature that you guys had to fight, the boss. Uh, the <laughs> boss I hugged? Yes. <laughs> Quite the hugger there, Clyde. It's true. I mean, so far he's not wrong. He says hello to everything. Before stabbing it. Or bashing it. Well, or both. If I say hello and it says grr or attacks me back, I know I am in the right to attack back. But what if it's in, if it's in its language, Gur is hello back? Well, as you have seen, I have not attacked anything that just gurred me. I've generally attacked things that have attacked us first. That is true. The wolf gurred at him and did not, uh... Well, it bit him later. But at the point of gurring, it, it hadn't <laughs> attacked him yet. Yep, see? You're gonna learn that all these years of, of, of venturing that... Gur is just the universal way for a creature to say hello and we've been murdering them the entire time. It's like octopuses. They just want to give you a hug. They're just bad at hugging. <laughs> no, they're really good at hugging. They're just bad at restraint. Okay, yeah, I can agree with the restraint part. So self-control? They, they have poor self-control. Yes, poor self-control. I don't know. With that many arms, I think restraining something is pretty easy for them. <laughs> uh, moving on as you guys follow the coast the other direction you see a small worn trail moving up the coast or past the coastline more inland oh okay I stopped right there because he just said worn trail that means something has been in use of that trail All right, would you like to study the Warren Trail? I would, for okay. any divots or indentions or of that nature. Traps. Roll survival. Oh, snap, this is going to be good. I got 22. Staring at the ground carefully, you notice that the reason it looks worn is that someone has taken the time to uproot plants and place stone down. Some of the grass has grown around the stone, but for the most part, the grass hasn't grown, giving it this permanent worn look. It seems as if maybe storms and rain has moved some of the sand from the beach line onto this trail as well. You do see a few scuff marks on the stone itself as if boots had been tr like someone had been walking and they tripped and their boot had scuffed the stone but it is hard to determine how long ago that may have been i would just like to point out that's one hell of a scuff yeah no right wow like dang it looked like they may have been carrying something heavy because it scratched the surface of the stone Okay, there's a heavy scratch 
that was probably not made by a boot, because that would be one hell of a boot. Yep, I am going to point that out to everybody. Them be some heavy boots, I tell you. But that does... Yeah, that... But it's undetermined on how many people or how long it's been. Yeah. Possibly. My bet it's old. She's going to see if she can determine the age. Survival? Now that we're all staring at this scuff mark, that's intriguing. Mm, scuffy scuffness. Mm, scuff, 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 scuff. Scuff, scuff, survival. Uh, 22. Copycat. Leaning in, you stare intently at this scuff, scratch, indention, whatever, on the stone. It seems it had been made from something made of metal. Maybe a metal boot tip, or maybe something heavy dropping on it. Setting it closer, you notice that it's quite aged, uh, as if it's been maybe a hundred years. This island seems to have been, or at least this scratch, seems to be at least a hundred years old. Well, I don't think we're going to find anyone here, given the fact that this seems to be a hundred years old. Or something greatly. This was made a long time ago. Oh, perfect. Could be an elf here still. Elves live a long time. Well, you have a point there. Maybe a lone elf. He does have a point. Either way, it was made a while ago. It's not fresh. It's been weathered. Well, then shall we proceed? Following the trail? Following the leader, the leader, the leader. Following the trail up, the smell of roses gets thicker and thicker. As you reach the top of this incline, you see before you, stretched out, a massive field of wild black roses. Their red thorns giving slight color to this sea of black. The trail thins out as it leads up towards the strange, solid black building that looms in the distance. This building would remind someone as a temple, something that would be made for a main god in one of its main cities. Kalila's just going to be like, well... Didn't, weren't we supposed to find a black field of roses? I do remember the rat yelling about it. I think we remember. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, isn't there something unnatural about black roses that we were supposed to look into? Violet will smirk. Wasn't there something that she, she was the researching one. Did she, re do I remember anything from relevant from that? You do remember that the bone god's symbol. Is a, black is a black rose. Well, it is the bone god's symbol. Alright. Well, since it looks like their trail goes that way and there's a what looks like forest, am I correct in assuming that? No. All of that black on the map is a field of black roses. Oh, that's all rose. Okay. Um, then my first thought process is to let's go outside the rose field before we enter in a whole thing of roses with black I mean with red thorns it does appear to be a natural somewhat path 
Yeah, but Bone God and a field of his uh, symbol kind of um, makes me wary. Was there anything particular that Kalila would have researched about this Bone God? Like, was he an evil god? Were they, like, or were they just, like, they like death? Like, what was what was the thing behind this Bone God? The Bone God is just against all the other gods. Yeah, but she was researching what she could, so I was asking if there was anything further. So, based on the book, the few books that you were able to find in the Holy City's library, there is not much known about the Bone God him himself. They know that his symbol was always a black rose that he had a strange distrust for all other gods and goddesses even in the lore of the gods he was always viewed as the outcast shunning himself whenever the gods came to make decisions okay so that still doesn't sound like whether this so it was a neutral god. It's not a dubbed evil or good kind of thing. Like if you were to make no one none of the scholars really who've written these books really was able to get a determining factor. Okay. Because the bone god seemed to not be involved in anything. Where you know how Jury's still out then. Yeah. Okay. Just seeing of of, of how leery my character would be about it. Like, judging her. Mm -hmm. Judging her thing. That's all. So, what do you guys want to do now? Just continue poking around this field? Yep, I want to keep going around. And around. And You're just going around the whole perimeter. That's, that, that, that's just the easiness. Yep, until he tells me. I am going slow, though. <laughs> so... Those who are not following, so short round Kalila, you can still kind of see Clyde walking around. These I'm not gonna, I wouldn't leave him alone. I would be following him. Okay. Oh, look, there's a cliff there. Yeah, which leads out to ocean. Yeah. One of the things you notice as, as you're walking around these roses, they all do vary in height, but for the most part, they don't go above Clyde's knee. So they are all still on the shorter side. And instead of being rose bushes, it's almost as if it is a field of single roses, all growing and swaying. They are all very much alive, but they aren't growing as if they were a rose bush. Does that make sense? Yep. So uh, like a single flower, like, like a dandelion. Yeah. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you so. Uh, no. Oh God, you you just made my life a thousand times more difficult. Wait, why? Drawing. You get back. Oh, oh, ooh, uh. you dick! <laughs> Putting that out there, <laughs> you dick. All right, here we go. I'm gonna keep going around. Yay! Yep. Going around. Moving along. All right. Moving so along. as you guys team back up with everyone all that's left is the small trail leading up to the temple the ground in this area has been trimmed back and the roses are not growing here it is it feels like a naturally forming path as Kalila had said 
Okay. I'm going to slowly move forward. Uh, unless you tell me that something happens, I will be on my guard. I'm going to slowly move forward, trying not to touch any of the roses. Or as Clyde moves forward, the smell of roses gets thick. But it is not sickeningly thick. It's almost this perfect mix in the air, giving a calming effect to you. As you get closer to the tower, or as you get closer to the temple, you notice that there are steps leading up that are solid black. From this distance, you can't see what they're made from, but you do see a massive door blocking the entranceway. Okay. Um, I'm going to get to about here, if nothing has happened. Mm-hmm. Nothing has happened. I'm just, I'm going to be somewhat in the middle here, because it's 60, kind of pretty far, um, and do Sense Evil. <laughs> I'm amazed it took that long. <laughs> yeah, same here. Well, I wanted to get into the middle somewhere. We should start betting pools as to how long it'll take for the first sense evil to be thrown each each round. <laughs> Just saying. Reaching out and looking via the sense evil, it seems as if when you look at the flowers, some seem to pulse with that evil energy, some do not. But it almost feels like you are watching a clear night sky of stars twinkling. The temple itself doesn't give off an aura of evil, but it still gives you an uneasy feeling. So so you're saying what, the random flowers glow and the temple isn't? Right. Okay. I'm not a gardener, but wouldn't like flowers like this require a lot of maintenance to you know keep in order, keep the path clear, and all that stuff? Yes. That and roses, salt water, stuff like that. That that would be. Yeah, I'm gonna relay all that information. Already. Yeah, Clyde and Defibulus, you would know that um, any noble family that had rose gardens usually had several gardeners. That their entire job was to make sure that the roses were well watered and well taken care of. And those gardens that you saw pale in size to this. You know, another thing that really catches your attention, the amount of fresh water it would take to water this. True. Right. So it either rains here constantly. Or somehow because... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. It unnaturally continues to just take mend itself and take care of itself and has a perfect environment or somebody's taking care of this. But it's so wild-grown. Oh, I was going to say, or, or the roses just know how to survive on salt water. That too. It could be a specific breed. Maybe there's something with salt water and black roses. I, I don't know that level of herbology. I can at least tell you that, you know, from the some of the gardens I've seen with roses and nobles that I've seen, there'd be like, they need an army to cure, take care of like a, field of this uh, magnitude. Yeah, this is a really big field. 
Well, I it, I can't believe I'll say this this soon, but we've seen Stranger Things. It's true. I mean, I have seen Clyde give a hug to a weird creature. Although you said random flowers are glowing like stars, though, Clyde? Yeah, like pulsing in and out. Different ones are, are mm -hmm. sensing evil. Does the same rose glow twice? I'm waiting for that answer to hit me. No. No. Hmm. The air starts to chill around you as the sun is starting to set. Well, let's go knock on the door. Just so you guys can get an understanding of where you guys are, this is east and this is west. So the sun is currently setting over here. Rune looks around and kind of shivers. He goes, we set camp up now or go for temple? Mm, I'd say we're close enough. Let's just go knock and see. I think we should explore if a door does not open um, tomorrow. But if somebody's home. Well, here's a, a an interesting idea, too. This place is like tied to like the same guy who ran the swamp, right? It was like his domain and all that crap. This doesn't seem like that kind of realm. This still feels like the physical realm. Well, I'm just saying, maybe the door opens like it did with the swamp at dusk and what have you. Oh. Well, yeah, that's a possibility. Mm hmm. Hmm. Kalila will just head up to the door with Clyde. See if anybody answers. I knock and say hello. Mm hmm. Someone opens the door and goes, hello there. Naga answers the door, yes. So in front of you is a massive door. As you guys approach, you also notice that the structure of this building, it looks like giant bones that make up the outer wall. Not individual small bones, but massive bones. Ran up like pillars. Like giant bones. The door... Yes. The door before you is looks like it is made of solid cast iron. Embedded in the iron are symbols. You do not see any door handles, doorknobs, keyholes, or anything of the sort. Do we notice anything um, familiar about the symbols? Yeah, I was about to say, what kind of symbols? Roll your perception. What are we rolling? Perception. Blah, blah, blah. This die does not like me. Seven. Twelve. Yeah, I got a twelve as well. Let me see what Rune got. <laughs> not! Might rub my eyes and try again. Maybe there's some dust. Clean it off. Rune begins to run his fingers over and starts listing off the different major gods and minor gods from all over the world. Each time he touches a symbol, he mentions a god or goddess's name. Looking back, he goes, "Is all symbols of gods. Um, hmm. If you touch one and say the god's name, or would you tell me one of the god's names on the symbols, and I'll do that. He begins to go through and is mentioning god after god after god after goddess after god. Has it? 
has has anybody actually knocked on the door yet? No. Oh, whoa! I said like I was gonna do that like two or three minutes ago. I missed that. I didn't. I don't ever recall that. But go right ahead, sir. Yeah, I said I was going to do knock and say hello, and then everyone was like, "Oh, a Naga opens the door and this and that." Oh, making yeah. jokes. That is true. We we, we were making jokes about it. Because if not, I was gonna I was gonna knock, but I was like, I thought Clyde did. As Clyde knocks. It sounds like the room behind it is completely empty. It echoes eerily. Can I get a perception from Clyde? 18. I did a good one. All right. Wow. You passed that. <laughs> knowledge religion now. Oh, that one I have to look up what I have. Hold on. Oh, this is going to be good. That's a 23. You quickly look over the door after listening to what Rune had said, and there's one symbol that is missing, and that is the Black Rose. Well, that's better than the symbol of mine. God is missing. Well, I mean, it goes to reason that this is the Black Rose's place, that the symbol doesn't need to be on there. So, uh, I hate to think about this, but should we take one of the roses and present it to the door and see if it opens? Bone God's name? You do not know the Bone God's name. So you're saying we need to go pluck a flower and put it on the door? I mean, it's the only symbol that's missing, so... I mean, it's a thought process, but we, if we want to wait to do that, uh, I mean, I'm okay with it if we want to hold off or anybody have any other ideas. Is there, like, a, a door handle? Other, I'm assuming there's giant knockers. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Nope. But is there actually, like, a door handle or a lock? Does it appear to be locked? Uh, it doesn't look like it has a door handle, knockers, keyholes, or anything of the sort. But is there a seam to the door? No. Are there hinges? Not that you can see. Okay. Does it look like it lifts up or opens? Like French doors, one big door? Sliding door. You can't tell. Uh, Defibulus can roll an engineering check. Maybe it's a Lamborghini door. No, I'm just making sure we're not overthinking this, because I'm like, this, this seems... Okay, just making sure we're not overthinking it, that's all. Yeah, most likely you are. I was just going to see if I could, like, just push the 24. door open. 24. Uh, as the Fibulus begins to poke around looking, he notices that there are scrape marks on the edge, so either the door slides up, or it slides down. Looks like it might. The door slides down. We figure out how to open it. Or it slides up. And it could slide going down. Up. Hmm. All right. Well, Kalila overheard the idea with the rose. She'll go pluck a rose and hand it to the door. All right. Are you just picking any random flower or any random rose, or are you going to, like, 
try something different. I'm going to try a regular standard rose to begin with. If okay. not, the second rose will be one that is, uh, I guess, that Clyde can see is glowing. Okay. I'm Picking, plucking a random rose from the ground. Walking up to the door, you present it to the spot that is missing the symbol. The rose starts to turn to stone. You can feel a force pull the rose into its slot. Once it's entered its slot, the door seems to shake and it begins to slowly lower down. Good job, Clyde. Um, hey, I mean, I would go with credit where credit is due and give it to, um, Oh my gosh, why did I lose his name already? <laughs> Rune? Rune, yes. Thank you. Entering into this circular building, or circular room, in front, there is a massive wall that reaches up into the ceiling. It is pictographed. What's in the pictures? Well... You'll find out in the next episode. Son of a bitch! Well, me friends, our adventuring party survived their strange encounter. Now, on this island, they have no clue where on the world they are. But they have found the thing they seek. The Bone Temple. And they have a, found a way to enter. But what is inside? What is hidden within the darkened walls of this once great temple? Well, me friends, that will have to wait until next time. And as always, me friends, may the dice gods bless your every roll. We here at What the Dice would like to thank Paizo for creating Pathfinder, Epidemic Sound for our music, as well as Sirenscape for our sound effects. If you would like to reach out to us, you can do so on Facebook at What the Dice Pod, Twitter at What the Dice Pod, and of course email WhatTheDicePod at gmail.com. And if you liked our little adventure, please share us with your friends and rate and review us. 